Greetings and welcome to the City Church Podcast, where we love God, love people, and serve the world. Please enjoy. wants to speak to you concerning some things. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you concerning some things. For the next few moments, when the Holy Spirit speaks. Uh, would you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I believe the Holy Ghost wants to speak directly to you. Now, if they don't want to talk to you and they act like they're scared, go ahead and turn the other way and say, neighbor, I'm not going to talk to you all night long. I can tell you right now. I'm going to go ahead and say it is and get it out of the way, and I'm going to leave you alone. But may I remind you that the Holy Ghost wants to speak to you concerning some things. Everybody say amen. I've said for the last few weeks, great things can happen when men and women are filled with the Holy Spirit. Personally, there are endeavors in your home. There are endeavors on your job, in your school. Great things can happen when you allow the Holy Spirit to be on the inside of man. In fact, not only personal endeavors, but uh, I think there are family achievements, parenting, marriages. No matter your background, there are family accomplishments and achievements that could come to an existence when the Holy Spirit is in charge. Uh, for the local church, I believe when a local church understands the fullness of the Holy Ghost, and not just shouting and dancing and blowing bubbles and speaking in tongues, but we, we understand the full power, purpose, person of the Holy Spirit, great things can happen in the local church. These past few weeks, here's been my reminder to everyone, and I know this might be a little exotic and a little foreign to some of you who didn't grow up in a Pentecostal or a charismatic or a word church background. The Holy Spirit has to become the closest friend you've ever had. The goal of this message, the goal of this series has been the same. Number one, that you understand fully who the Holy Spirit is. And we've had this conversation for the last several weeks. I know we have a lot of guests. I know we have a lot of visitors. But may I remind every one of you that the Holy Spirit is a person, all right, not an it. It is a person or a he, not an it. We don't call the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost or it is an it. No, the Holy Spirit can it be identified as a person. He has characteristics throughout the Old and New Testament. And so my objective is that every member of our church, every prospective member, understand fully who, come on, say who, who the Holy Spirit is. I want you to know who he is. Uh, number two, it's been my ambition, it's been my objective that you know what he does, what he does, that you understand the performance, the practice, the power of the Holy Spirit. Because my goal is if you know what he does, you now can take him and do the same thing. Everybody okay so far? So once again, the Holy Spirit has to be the closest person and friend that the Christian believer should have. He has to be real, relevant, has to be someone that is so, 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 so vibrant in your life. It can't just be a Sunday morning emotion. Hear me tonight. The Holy Spirit cannot just be a sensation that you feel that's associated with music. Or, or, or emotions, but he's a friend. He's a helper. God sent the Holy Ghost to you and I to help us in our daily walk. 
In fact, we've defined the Holy Spirit simply as this, the third person of the triune Godhead. Okay? The Holy Spirit is the third person. When we use the word triune or trinity or trinitillion, we look at God as Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. God has been God before time was time. And the Bible says, let us make man in our image. Well, when God said, let us make man, he's talking to the plurality of God. He talks to his son, Jesus, who sits on his right-hand side. He talks to the Holy Ghost, who I believe sits on his left side. He sends Jesus into the world. So for 33 and a half years, Jesus walks on the earth just like me and you. And everywhere we've been tempted, he was tempted. The only difference is, though he was tempted, he knew no sin. He lived, he died, Jesus was buried, he rose from the dead, and he ascended to be back with the Father in heaven. But wait a minute, before he left us, he said, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm not going to leave you by yourself. My Father will send the paraclete. My Father will send a comforter, a counselor, a guide, a teacher. He'll send you help. Jesus said, I have walked with you, but the Holy Ghost will walk in you. So it sounds like to me that the Holy Ghost is more than a bunch of jerking and shaking and, and moving and stuff we do in the church. Everybody all right so far? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is more than tongues. The Holy Ghost is more than prophecy. The Holy Ghost is more than signs and wonders. He is the third person of the triune Godhead. He has one assignment. His assignment is to help you fulfill the will of God for your life. Let's go back to John 16. I'm, you don't look like you're convinced yet. John 16, Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away. What could be more clear than that? What could be more clear than that? Jesus looks at the 12 disciples and the other disciples that were hanging out with him and says, I know we ate Boone Coon, and I know we've had a lot of fried fish, and we've eaten a lot of biscuits together, and we've done a lot of ministry work together, but I got to go back home to be with the Father in heaven. But I'm going to leave you the third person of the triune Godhead, and his name is the Holy Spirit. He's going to be your advantage. My goal is that you take advantage of your advantage. My goal is that you take advantage of your event. If you are in college, why don't you take advantage of the Holy Ghost? He can help you with your grades. If you're a young couple getting ready to get married, don't get married without the Holy Ghost. You ain't gonna make it. Hmm? You going through a divorce? You need the Holy Ghost. He gonna comfort you when no one else is comforting you right now. You going through some hard times in your business? You going through the rough moments with your child? You need the Holy Spirit. He wants to guide you. He wants to help you. You want to be a minister? You want to go into missions work? You want to be a millionaire? You want to start a business? You want to be great? How dare you want to be great in God's world without his Holy Ghost? For he comes to help the man and woman of God fulfill the call of God on your life. You know, this time of year is a funky time of year for me. And I'm going to be the, I, watch out first lady. This type of year, all right, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. I get real finicky this time of year. You know why? Because I go into introspection mode. I go into reflection mode. I go into contemplation mode. I begin to ask questions. What did I accomplish this past year? What did I not accomplish this past year? I begin to ask myself, you know, what goals were fulfilled? What did I leave on the table in 2015? What relationships were strengthened this year? What relationships were weakened? 
What regrets? What disappointments? Where did I drop the ball at? What have I gained? I've lived another 365 days from watch night last year to watch night tonight. What has happened in my life? I get real strange this time of year. You know, one of the hardest decisions you'll ever face in life is choosing whether to walk away or to stay and work harder. I want to talk to you tonight about decisions, discernment, direction. I won't have time to deal with the discipline part. We'll pick that up next week. But tonight, many of you all like me, maybe you're saying, you know, somewhere between Christmas and New Year's Eve and somewhere between family and faith and fun and bowl games and all the things we do, we, we start thinking about life. People make New Year's resolutions. The gyms will be packed all day tomorrow. People are making all these promises and all these goals. And I don't know why you set a new set of goals and you ain't f- f- finished or fulfilled the last set of goals for the last five years. But we get real religious this time of year. We get real superstitious. We get into this mode of thinking. So, 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 so one of the tough decisions is, do we walk away from situations or do we work harder? I want to talk to you because the Holy Ghost wants to help you in the area of decision making. Someone said this, at any moment of decision, or excuse me, in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing is the wrong thing. And the worst thing is to do nothing. I call that the paralysis of analysis. Sometimes you can think long, you think wrong. And you can be too in-depth into a situation. You, 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 you get like deer in headlights and you do nothing at all. That doesn't help the situation. The Holy Ghost wants to help you make good decisions. This season, it also brings a, 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 a time of questions and quandaries. Not just about what didn't happen last year, but what does next year look like? We can shout and dance and holler and do all of the jingles and all of the church activities we want to do when it comes to, 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 to New Year, and we do it well, I think. But at the end of the day, we got to go home in a few moments. We got to go back to our apartments and our condos and our homes and trailers and, and projects, wherever we're from. We got to go back in a few. And so now we're asking ourselves about next year. What will be different in 2016? What will this new year hold for me and my family? What about my school? My business. Should I walk away? Or should I work harder? Can I talk? What about our marriages? Should we give up, give in, and walk away? Or should we work harder? What does this new year bring? What changes have to be made? The Holy Spirit wants to help you. His, his job description is so crystal clear tonight. I want to come help you make better decisions. I want to help you find direction. Because if you leave it up to us, we often make the wrong decisions and we suffer dearly for them. I'm about halfway finished. One thing's for sure. You never make, and never forget this, by the way, you never make a permanent decision based on temporary emotions. I'm learning at the age of 46 what I did not know at 26. You don't make permanent decisions based on short-term emotions. In fact, unsuccessful people do that all the time. Unsuccessful people make decisions based on their current situation, but successful people make decisions on where they want to go. They make the decision on where they want to be. So you're going to have to ask yourself the question tonight, whether it's ministry, whether it's marriage, whether it's business, whether it's school, 
Do you make decisions based on the current of what you see? Or do you make decisions tonight on where you want to go? I love telling people all the time, if you want to go somewhere you've never gone, you have to learn to do something you've never done. In fact, if you want to enjoy what others will never enjoy, you have to be willing to do what others won't dare do. I tell my sons all the time, learn to separate yourself. Separate yourself. You want to be great? Separate yourself. You know, uh, you're, you're starting to see this theme now, greater awaits, greatness awaits, greatness awaits. You'll see it on Sunday. That's my message Sunday. It'll be the next few Thursday nights and the few next few Sundays on the 16th. That's our theme for the big Christ, uh, uh, New Year's fellowship service on that Saturday, greatness awaits. Um, here's what the Holy Ghost has been speaking to me. Uh, do you really want to be great? And I kept saying, why are you asking me that? Because I don't need to know, do you really want to be great? About three or four days ago, I woke up early, got on my knees in prayer in my office, and I said, God, what is greatness really all about? He said, son, the first thing you have to do is make a decision that you want to be great. You have to decide that you want to be great. Now, great may not be in the grander in terms of, of bling and, 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 and showmanship and, and exotic stuff. That's not greatness in his, in his court. But greatness is making an impact in humanity. Greatness is making a difference in a very dark and cold world. Greatness is being a light, as Jesus said, a city set on a hill that can't be hid. Greatness is having truth and being someone awesome. No matter your industry you're in tonight, and many of you have various awesome industries, you'll have to make a decision that you want to be great. I had a meeting today, and I just came out and said, clearly, I want our church to return to greatness. We're not a great church. I hope I don't sound like Donald Trump tonight. I won't get nothing started. Uh, won't start nothing, won't be nothing. I done told y'all that once. Yeah, I'd like for America to be great again, but I'd like for the University of City Church to be great again. We're on our last threads with this temporary tabernacle building. I want to go back to shut-ins and go back to town hall meetings and there's another shooting in North Lake Mall. We want to be Johnny on the spot with answers and solutions. Community heals, community problems. We want to have a rapid, ready response team. We ought not hide our head in the sand like the proverbial ostrich who, 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 who has no answers for the community. So we're returning to greatness in many, many forms with excellence, effectiveness, efficiencies. We want to be great as, 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 as Christians, as business owners, as students, as brothers and sisters in the Lord. You have to make a decision that you want to return to greatness. And I want to talk to you about that Sunday morning. We'll talk about a Sunday night in our communion service. And we'll continue on in that theme. The truth of the matter tonight is simply this. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, and he wants to help you in these matters. I've said this many times, and, and you've heard this quote time and time again. You may not be able to change your, your, your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. And I believe tonight, with the last few moments we have of this year, 15 minutes, that there's some directions that need to be changed. I've spent the last six weeks or so talking about the friend of the Holy Ghost, the comfort of the Holy Ghost, the advocate of the Holy Ghost. But I read something in Scripture, and I'll be very transparent when I say this. Here's, there's a set of Scriptures that it's so obvious, but I'll be the first to admit I've always struggled with these Scriptures because I never really knew what Jesus was really saying until I spent time in prayer. And I said, Holy Spirit, I want you to speak to me of what Jesus is saying in John chapter 16. 
And there are really two audiences he speaks to in John 16. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, here's what he's going to do. Number one, he's going to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and of judgment. You know, when you look at the Greek translation of that particular scripture, we've seen him as his friendly Holy Ghost. We've seen him as his loving comforter. We've seen him as his welcoming advocate. But that's not what Jesus meant in John 16 and 7. In fact, he doesn't even address Christians. He's not addressing the believers. He, in fact, he addresses sinners. See, understand this. In this passage of Scripture, a friend, yes. An advocate, yes. A counselor, a comforter, the Holy Ghost is, yes. But to the sinner, to the backslider, the Holy Spirit becomes the chief prosecutor. And that's not language you're used to hearing in the church. You're awfully quiet right now. I'm glad you are. It makes me know that you're thinking. We know him as a loving, welcoming, and blessed Holy Spirit who comes to comfort us and to love us and to warm us and all of those great things. But that ain't what Jesus referenced in John 16. He says to the sinner tonight, to, to the backslider, forget all the comforting, forget all of the counseling, forget all of the paraclete stuff. He becomes your chief prosecutor. Number one, he wants to judge the world of sin. Number two, he judges the world of righteousness. Number three, he judges the world of judgment. He said, I come to convict the world of sin. In other words, the sin of unbelief. I've walked with you, Jesus says. The Holy Spirit is here, and yet you're not saved. You grew up in church. You've heard the reverence. You've heard the preachers. You know the way, but yet you want to live your fleshly, sinful lifestyle. I'm going to come bring the Holy Ghost, and he's going to convict you. So the next time in your fornication... And the next time you smoking weed, and the next time you want to get drunk, and the next time you're wrangling, you're lying, and you're pottering, God says there's a chief prosecutor that's going to come to your address, and he's going to convict you of your sins. The Holy Ghost calls centers, sinners to repentance. And so the Holy Ghost shows you where you currently are. But watch this. Not only does it show you where you currently are, he shows you in the way that you're walking. What do you mean? Well, I come to convict the world of sin. I want to show you, sinner and backslider, where you're currently at. I'll convict you. You may be at the party. You may be in a room with a thousand people, and everybody's having the time of their life, but you're flower on the wall because you know better. But not only does it show you where you're at, he shows you where you're headed. So when he says, I will convict you of righteousness because I'm no longer with you, Jesus said, you've had me with you to be to hold your hand. You've had me with you to slap you on the wrist. You've had me with you these last three years to tell you right from wrong. But I'm getting ready to go be back with the Father, and I'm not going to be here to slap you on the wrist anymore. I'm not going to be here to tell you right from wrong. Now the Holy Ghost will convict you of right standing. The Holy Ghost will convict you of how to live right. Jesus said, I won't walk with you. You won't have a pupil or a tutor or a mentor. You won't have a pastor. You won't have a missionary going everywhere you go. But the Holy Ghost will show you how to walk every day. Let's back up. He shows me my current sin, but he also now shows me my righteousness. He shows me where I'm at, and the Holy Ghost shows me how I'm walking daily. And that's not enough. Jesus goes on to say he will convict the world of sin of righteousness, and of judgment. What do you mean? Jesus said, I will show the sinner where he currently is at through the Holy Ghost. I will convict the sinner of how he ought to be walking with righteousness, and I will convict the sinner of judgment. In other words, I will show the sinner in the end, God's going to win. No matter how it looks, 
No matter the ISIS, the Al-Qaeda, the wars, rumors of wars, the terrorists, the persecution, all of the hate, the fighting, the sicknesses, and everything we deal with, in the end, God's going to win. Uh, the Bible reminds us in Luke 10, 18, and I saw Satan fall from heaven. God took care of Satan. And he judges the world. He shows you, he convicts you of sin where you're currently at. He convicts you of wrongdoing as you walk. So he shows you righteousness. And he convicts the world of judgment. In the end, God wins. Revelation 20, 10. The devil whom deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beasts and the false prophets are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and forever. In the end, Christians will win. In the end, God wins. I don't care who it looks is in control. I don't care how dark the day is, how horrible the time is. God yet has the whole world yet in his hand. He yet owns heaven and earth. And God will judge the world. Now, one more time. I come, I send the Holy Ghost to convict backsliders tonight and convict sinners tonight of where they're currently standing, sin. Of their, where, they're, where they're currently walking or heading, righteousness. And in the end, in case you have a question of doubt, God wins. The word prevails. God defeats Satan. So he shows me where I'm currently at. He shows me where I'm headed. And if I lose sight long term, the book has already been written. The story has already been told. And so tonight, he tells the sinner, the Holy Ghost doesn't come to hold your hand and have kumbaya moments and let's sit down and drink a little Starbucks coffee, a little hot cocoa, and let's eat a donut or two, and let's have a good old spiritual time. That's not the Holy Ghost's purpose in the life of sinners. The Holy Ghost comes to convict you of your wrongdoing, of your wrong walking, and he reminds you of the final judgment. How many times did we live lives of debauchery, unrighteousness, filthiness, and yet had conviction in our hearts? That, my dear friends, is the Holy Ghost. He loves you just that much to embarrass you, to cause you to feel shame. The Bible says that the brokenness and the repentance are the brokenness and godly sorrow workers' repentance. You want to do wrong. You want to be cool. You want to hang out. You get peer pressure. You want to be in the crowd. You want to please everybody. But the Holy Ghost has gripped your heart so to where you can't even sin comfortably. You trying to be cool. You trying to be hip. You trying to be on the scene. You trying to be down. But the Holy Ghost is standing up inside of you all along the way. I think it's time to call sinners to repentance. I think it's time to get our lives right with God. I think it's time. The Bible says in times past, God winked at our ignorance. But now he commands every man everywhere to repent. It comes a time in a man or woman's life where we mature and we grow up. We put these childish games and childish things away, and we finally mature to be the man or the woman that God has called us to be. See, the Bible says that no man will be able to pluck thee out of my hand. So even on your worst day, the Bible says, the Bible says that our lives are yet but a vapor of smoke. We're here today, cut down tomorrow. There are decisions that you have to make if you're going to be great. There are decisions you have to make 
if you're going to live. There's directions that have to change if you're going to fulfill God's will. And God sent you the Holy Ghost to help you. Would you stand to your feet? Would you stand to your feet? I think tonight, with these last five minutes of 2015, my prayer tonight that the greatest gift our church can give to the Lord is that, that God from heaven would look down and see a church on bended knees. In a few moments, I want to kneel at this altar and pray. Just pray for brokenness, forgiveness, repentance. It's a very unusual altar call. Only you know what it is that the Holy Spirit comes to convict you of. And here's what we're going to do. It's five minutes till 12. We're going to pray between now and 12, 12.05 or so. After we've prayed, I'm going to take the last seven minutes and speak to what the Holy Ghost is saying to the saint. I've already addressed what the Holy Ghost says to sinners, but there are three things tonight that the Holy Spirit speaks to the saints. After I've spoken those things, many of you all are going to do something you've never done before in your entire natural lives. You know what you're going to do? You're going to prophesy to each other. You're quiet right now. I know. I know. I know. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue edifies only himself, but he who prophesies edifies the whole church. He said, I would that you all spoke in tongues, but I'd rather that you prophesy. Because when you prophesy, we learned this past week, that prophecy simply means to speak life, to speak wellness, to speak the word of God. And I want to release every one of you to speak the word of God. You're not fortune telling. You're not trying to predict the future. That's not prophecy in the Bible. That's word of wisdom, word of knowledge. But prophecy is speaking God's word over the lives of one another. And maybe you're not there yet with your faith. Well, you let somebody prophesy to you. But the Bible says they prophesy by two and by three. The word of God is already established in heaven, Psalm 89, but it needs to be out of the mouth of two or three to be established on the earth. So we will speak some things tonight that are not as though they were. We will decree and we will declare some things. And I just believe that as 2016 comes to its awakening moment, there are some words that God's going to speak over your life. And you're going to write those words down and you're going to go home and put them somewhere where you can remind yourself daily. And when they, not if, but when, not if, but when they come to pass, you shall know that this is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Why is there, is there anything you can give us? Something, something slow, something contemplative. I, I don't know, Alvin, you're such an anointed leader. Just two or three of y'all agree on a song that would lead us into a time of ministry at this altar. And I'll just trust that you all will, that the Lord will give you something. The Holy Ghost will speak to you exactly what they're saying. And if nothing else, if it's just a worship, if it's just a worship, if someone just exhorts, 
But these last two and a half, three minutes that we have, I just want to kneel at the altar, pray before the Lord tonight. And I want to encourage people to come from wherever you're at. Maybe you have something tonight that you could bring to the Lord. This is no show. This is no fashion or formalities. This is it's not our titles and positions and big eyes and all of those things. It's just men and women that say, God, I, I want to hit the reset button. I want to start all over again. My heart's convicted tonight. I want to do what's right and pleasing in thine sight. I want to make this next year the greatest year of our lives. Father, we come as a church. Father, we come on bended knees. Not as an outward sign, but more so broken in our hearts. For I believe that a broken and a contrite spirit, you would not despise. But Lord, tonight we come as the body of Christ. We come as the people of faith. And we come with brokenness and humility. And we ask, oh God, that you would pour out your precious blood over our lives, over our children. God, that you would forgive us for all of our sins. Forgive us for all of our unrighteousness for all of our iniquities and transgressions. For we have sinned against you and only you. We've sinned against our families. We've missed the mark. We ask tonight that you would blot out our iniquities and our transgressions. Give us a clean heart. Renew within us a right spirit. And God, as we go into this next year, may we go in blood washed. May we go in Are you looking for a daycare? Look no further than City Kids Child Development Center. Now accepting children from six weeks to four years old. Go to citykidscdc.com. That's C-I-T-Y-K-I-D-Z-C-D-C.com for more information. When filled with the Holy Ghost. I know the Holy Ghost wants to speak tonight. For he comes to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Lord, forgive us for our wrongdoing, our attitudes, our demeanors our lack of faith, our compromise. We're so sorry, but we believe tonight that you'll forgive us for you are faithful and just to forgive us for all of our sins. And tonight, we honor you for your word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. And so Lord, tonight, we come to your presence and we say, fill us with the Holy Ghost. We give you 2016. We give you every month of the year, every week of that month, every day of that week, every hour and every minute, every second even, that we would long and thirst after righteousness, that we will be filled. And Lord, tonight, we thank you, Lord, for a new beginning. We thank you tonight for a brand new beginning. We thank you that you cast our sins into the lake of forgetfulness. We thank you tonight that we are blood washed in the name of Jesus, we receive the Holy Ghost tonight that we will be empowered to fulfill your will on the earth. May your kingdom come and your will be done. Lord, look on our church. We have great vision and great endeavors and, and great aspirations. But God, we need you. We can't do it in our own might, not on our own strength, not by power, nor by might, but by your spirit. And Father, in the name of Jesus tonight, God, would you have your way in our church? Uh, we rebuke and we come against every force of the enemy. We come against every chosen demon, every chosen chariot that's been assigned against the body of Christ. We rebuke division and carnality. We come against haughtiness and 
rebellion and lawlessness. We rebuke rebellion tonight. We come against the spirit of witchcraft. We come against the controlling spirit. We come against every demon right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. May we be free in the Holy Ghost to dream and to vision and to pray and to fast and to read your word. May we have boldness to witness and be a martyr for your sake. God, may there be unity and oneness in the house of God. We pray over this new facility. We pray over all of the acreage, every square foot, every chair. We thank you for debt cancellation. We thank you that we'll be debt free. We thank you that the house will be filled. Filled with your presence. Filled with your power. Filled with your glory. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I know that you'll fill the chairs with your precious people. Give us favor in the eyes of men and in the eyes of you. As we enter this new year, we thank you right now that sinners are being saved. Backsliders are coming home. Men and women are getting it right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. We cry loud and spare night. We say, Lord, have mercy on your people. Tonight we kneel between the porch and the altar. God, we kneel between the living and the dead. And we say, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Come against shame and guilt tonight. Come against condemnation that keeps your people bound. Lord, tonight, let there be faith tonight. Let there be a fixed, firm foundation tonight. May there be the newness of your spirit. May we be renewed in our faith, revived in our souls, restored in our lives. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we give you praise and we give you glory, Lord. As we kneel and as we bow in your presence, we say, Lord, as we rise to our feet, may we arise in righteousness. As we arise to our feet, may we arise to a new year. As we stand to our feet, may we stand on righteousness. May we stand to our feet. May we stand on your word. As we rise, we say, Lord, you arise from your rest. And be blessed by every shout, every praise, every hallelujah. Now that we're in 2016, it's a new year for a new level. A new year for a new anointing. New year for a new dimension. Soul cry yes. Somebody say it's a new year for a new opportunity to bless him and to make him first. I'm lifting my hands, giving God all of the glory, giving the Lord all of the honor, giving him all of the praise. Somebody cry glory. Somebody say it's a new year, a new opportunity to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Lord, fill me right now for every month of this next year. Lord, fill me right now for every opportunity. In the name of Jesus, I lift my hands as an empty vessel, as a yielded soul. Say, Lord, come on the inside of me. Fill me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Fill me with righteousness. Fill me with Holy Ghost power. In the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Now I got to do this the way the Holy Ghost showed this to me in prayer. Here's what we're going to do. I want you to get in circles of seven. Find six people and make a circle right here at the altar, in the aisle, in your section. Not six, not five, not ten, not twelve, but seven people in a circle. Seven is the number of completion. Seven is the number of full circle. And I just believe with all my heart that in the circle of seven, God is going to move on your behalf. Now let me tell you one thing by faith. In every circle, somebody is already ready to prophesy. You may not believe it. He may not look the part. She may not look the part. But believe you me, that in every circle of seven, someone's going to take the lead. The Bible says that we should pursue spiritual gifts, but especially that you prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue only edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the entire church. There's six people in your circle. There are six people other than you in your circle. You make the seven. But I believe these next few moments, uh, there's going to be prophecy. We're going to speak the word of God over the lives of every man and woman, boy and girl in this circle. Now, this is no time to be cute. This is no time to be pretty. This is no time to be politically correct. Uh, you're going to have to open your mouth uh, and decree and declare it. Uh, I'm not asking you to speak in tongues. Uh, I'm not asking you to interpret nothing. Uh, but I am asking you to, to pray the word of God. To speak the word of God. Here's how it's going to sound. Neighbor, I decree over your life uh, that you're healed. That you're whole. I decree that you're going to be debt free. I decree that your family is going to be saved. For you are the head and not the tail. You're above only and not belief. You're blessing the city. You're blessing the country. I'm holding the hands of a man who's richly blessed. Favor will come on your life. The blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob shall be upon your life. That's how it should go. Would you open your mouth? Would you begin to prophesy? Come on, give me some good music. Open your mouth. Neighbor, I decree over your life. You're not going to die early. You're going to live a long time. I rebuke every sickness. Come on. Come on. Come on. Prophesy. Speak forth uh, the word of God. I speak life uh, into your situation. God's going to favor you. You're going to be healed. You're going to be used in his kingdom. Come on. Somebody open their mouth. Uh, begin to speak the word of God. Yea, I say unto you, God's blessings uh, shall run up from behind you and richly overtake you. You're going to find favor in the school. You're going to find favor in the community. You're going to run and not fail. Come on. Everybody prophesy. The Bible says that they begin to prophesy by two and by three. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is established in heaven. But out of the mouths of two or three, may the word of God be established on the earth. Uh, if you open your mouth, God will speak. If you move your lips, the Holy Ghost will talk. 
He said, I will give you exactly what to say in that hour. Open your mouth and talk. Neighbor, I decree blessings. I decree health. You are blessed and highly favored. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. 2016 is going to be your best year. You're a great man. Come on. You are a great woman. You're going to operate a great business. I'm speaking those things that are not as though they were. I'm commanding your morning. Your children are going to be blessed. Your grandbabies are going to be saved. You're going to be debt free. You're going to owe no man nothing but love. Glory. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with his power. Be filled with his anointing. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Come on, squeeze those hands. I just speak life over your situation. I speak healing into your life. I speak favor over your job. I speak wisdom into your heart. I speak knowledge into your situation. Glory. The blood prevails. The blood prevails. I hope you're not standing next to somebody who's dead. I hope you're not standing next to somebody who's quiet. You got my permission to let go of their hands and find somebody who's willing to walk by faith. Find somebody who came to church believing God. I don't have no time to be in agreement with nobody who don't want to go nowhere. I don't need no haters. I don't need no doubters. I don't need no unbelievers in my circle. But be alive. Be healed. Be set free. Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Fire in your home. Holy Ghost in your home. Holy Ghost on your job. Holy Ghost in your mind. Holy Ghost over your body. You're not going to have Alzheimer's. You're not going to suffer with dementia. You're not going to have no blood problems. I speak to those diabetes. Be healed of the diabetes situation. Be healed in your body. Be healed in your mind. You're not going to have no nervous breakdown. You're not going to have no aneurysms. You're not going to deal with all type of persecutions. But be free. Be healed. Be whole. Oh, I just feel a surge of faith. I just feel a surge of faith. You say, Pastor, I'm not saved, but I want to be saved. Somebody will pray for you right where you're standing. 
says open your mouth and begin to confess it say somebody pray for me i'm not saved but i want to be saved somebody will pray for you right now somebody in your circle is saved love jesus but they're not filled with the holy ghost if you lift your hands somebody will lay hands on you and you'll be filled you'll be filled with the holy ghost somebody say pastor i'm sick in my body i've got a bad report from the doctor but if you're willing to lift your hands right in your circle you don't need the preacher you don't need a reverend you don't need a bishop but all you need is a faith believing born again sanctified soul that'll lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover that'll lay hands on the bound and the bound shall be free i see people laying hands on other folk right now lay hands on your child cast the devil out son you're not gonna be demonic daughter you're not gonna be a runaway you're not gonna be lawless and rebellious in fact you're gonna get your college degree you're gonna own your own business you're gonna travel the world i told you to prophesy i told you open your mouth and speak say on sir say on holy ghost say on yeah 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 there it is there it is breakthrough healing deliverance in the name of jesus a watch night service like never before decisions are being made directions are being turned glory to god Come on, we're almost there. We're almost there. These new levels, you're going to have to deal with new devils. Uh, you can't faint. Uh, you can't grow weary in your well-doing. Uh, you can't throw in the towel. We're almost there. Keep pressing. Keep praying. Keep believing. Hallelujah. For all of my friends uh, that are yet online, I speak to your situation. I speak to your home. Every visitor in your house. Everybody watching the broadcast. May the Lord God raise a banner in your home. May you feel the power of the Holy Ghost hovering all throughout the house. In the kitchen, in the office, in the bedroom, in the living room. I decree the Holy Ghost take control of your unsaved husband. The Holy Ghost capture the heart of your backslidden wife. May the Holy Ghost corral all of your wayward children. May God arise in your house and every enemy be scattered. May joy come back to your home. May peace come back to your home. May finances find you in the house. May the Lord's blessings richly grab you and overtake you wherever you may be you are blessed you are healed you are delivered whom the son has set free you are tonight free indeed somebody shout glory glory now listen listen Right where you're standing, don't nobody move. Don't nobody move. But right where you're standing, receive these three words.
for the saint of God tonight. The Holy Ghost brings revelation. The Holy Ghost brings realization. And the Holy Ghost brings reformation. When the Holy Ghost, your advantage comes to you. He said, I won't speak of my own, but I only speak to you what I've heard from heaven. And I hear the Lord saying tonight that the Holy Ghost comes to speak revelation. In other words, he causes you to see. He causes you to see. See the situation. See the predicaments. See the right ways to go. He gives you direction. He gives you discernment. And he gives you decision-making abilities. The Bible says that it seemed good to the Holy Ghost. And it seemed good to us. Tell your neighbor, the Holy Ghost causes you to see. Understand that the Holy Ghost will tell you what to do. In the book of Acts, the Bible says that the men and women of God had come together. And the Holy Ghost said, separate Barnabas and Saul for the work I've called them to do. The Holy Ghost, if you allow him to speak to you, he will tell you exactly what to do. Can I give you a bonus? Not only will the Holy Ghost tell you what to do, Elder Brown, but he'll tell you what not to do. Not only does he tell you what to do, but if you listen closely, he'll tell you what not to do. You remember in Acts chapter 16, the Bible says when they had gone to Persia in the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. For they had come to Mysa and they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Holy Spirit did not permit them. Not only does the Holy Ghost tell you what to do, there will be times he'll tell you what not to do. It seemed like a good idea to go to Asia, but the Holy Ghost said no. May I submit to every one of you tonight that the, sometimes a good idea is not necessarily a God idea. The Holy Ghost will help you to discern from a good idea from a God idea. So the Holy Ghost gives revelation. Number two, he gives realization. Not only does he cause you to see, but he'll cause you to understand. I don't have time to take you to Daniel 10 and 10. But Daniel, the Bible said, Daniel, from the very first day you set your heart to pray. I heard your prayer. I saw your tears. But, 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 uh, but I was hindered for 21 days. But Daniel, I now send the archangel to help you, the man and the woman of God. I'll cause you to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. So the Holy Ghost didn't help you just see, but he helps you understand. Third and finally, and I close, not only does he give you revelation, not only does he give you realization, but he gives you reformation. He causes you to see, he causes you to understand, and he causes you to become. And I'm looking at a church tonight of men and women who's becoming. You are becoming a great nation. You are becoming a great people. You are becoming a great man, a great woman of God. For the Holy Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except by the spirit that is in the man? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Holy Spirit of God be in him. He causes you to see. He causes you to understand, but he also causes you to become. Tonight, you have to make a decision to be great. 
Learn to separate yourselves from the average. Learn to separate yourselves from, from the critics, from the naysayers, the doubters, the cynical, the skeptical. Separate yourselves. We can go out to eat, we'll eat pizza, we'll go to the game, we can have a lot of fun. But when it comes to the kingdom, when it comes to the ministry, I walk to the beat of a different drum. Tonight, you decide to be great again. Tonight, you decide to allow the Holy Ghost to speak to you. Speak to your heart. Speak to your family. Speak to your situation. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Father, as we look within, in this season of contemplation, introspection, and indeed, reflection, we make a solemn, private, but yet prophetic promise tonight to be a people of greatness. You've given us the greatest advantage we could ever have. For the Holy Spirit must become that person that is closer than any other human relationship on the earth. For he is the advocate, the guide, the comforter, the counselor, the friend. And he comes to speak. And may we yield our busy lives to hear from heaven. May our decisions, our directions, be because of discernment. For tonight we make the commitment to be a great people. And that only comes because of the advantage of the Holy Ghost. He causes me to see. He causes me to understand. He causes me to become. The Holy Ghost brings revelation, realization, and reformation. And so tonight, as we now journey into this brand new year, may we submit and yield to the authority and the auspices of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to give you the benediction. Before I give you the benediction, here are some things you need to know. You can stay right where you're at. You don't have to move. Just stay right where you're at. You don't have to move. There's a very bold statement that I've grown accustomed to these past few weeks. It sounds a little arrogant, but I believe it's biblical and it's scriptural. I've twisted up for a little bit for this teaching. But I want to submit to every one of you tonight, and I want you to ponder upon this thought for the next few days. When the Holy Ghost speaks, man's counsel is no longer needed. When the Holy Ghost speaks, man's counsel is no longer needed. I know there's safety in the multitude of counsel, but if it's the Holy Ghost 
That's the greatest safety you can ever have. You'll make some decisions these next few days. You are at a far advantage position if you get a word from God. When the Holy Ghost speaks, do you hear me tonight? Man's counsel is no longer needed. I've had to come to the, reali the realization these past few weeks, this is the greatest season of warfare I've ever experienced in my personal life. I, there's no other season in my 46 years of living, almost 30 years of being saved, that I can go back and say, it has been as tough as these past few weeks, if not months. The whole process with the new jurisdiction and the role of being a bishop, the acquisitioning of this massive campus and facilities, dealing with the dynamics of family changing, kids going off to school and asking Lord where the time has gone. The Lord said, don't forget and never underestimate the value of spiritual warfare. Do you think the devil is happy that we are influencing 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 churches in the near future? Do you, do you really think the devil is happy that we're able to buy almost $20 million of property for right at $6 million? Do you, do you think the enemy is happy that we are about to have an impact and an influence in this region? We're not Elevation. We're not Mecklenburg. We are an African-American Pentecostal church full of intelligent, innovative, smart, spirit-filled, people and I believe that there are chosen demons territorial devils I'm talking about reserved spirits that have now become on the front line to thwart all of the plans but when the people of God seek the face of God we're spending these next 10 days in fact You'll hear a memo certainly soon. I'm going back to Daniel chapter 10 when the Bible says for three, four weeks, three, four weeks, he fasted and he prayed. And for those that want to fast for 10 days, you go fast for 10 days. For those that say, I'm going to do the full three weeks, 21 days, I'm going to fast for 21 days. We got a brand new prayer list that we're praying for, particularly for this season, because I know this has to be one in prayer. And I want you to be a part of that. The last thing we'll do before we give the benediction, I want you to join me. And I want to take a $70 seed. I'm Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Please visit us every Sunday at 10 a.m. on mycitychurchonline.com.